1: And welcome to today's show, and it's a big one because we finally got Noah Ziser to see Top Gun: Maverick. So you know that June was sequel month, and I really wanted to do Top Gun: Maverick during sequel month since it is a long-awaited sequel, for, what thirty-six years in the making. Um, but it took us a, it took us some time, and Noah was able to finally see it, and so here we are to talk about Top Gun: Maverick. Noah, anything you want to say as we get started?
0: Uh, Yeah, I just want to say that generally speaking, these movies that come out years later after the original classic are pretty much guaranteed to fail or not be uh, nearly as good. But it's interesting to see the public's reaction to this one and just how universally praised it's been. So um, going in with those expectations and uh, seeing it for myself, I definitely have to say it was quite uh, an entertaining thrill ride of a movie
1: experience. You know, there are so many things about this movie that we can talk about, and we'll we'll you know we'll keep it tight. But let me just offer the synopsis for the you know six people left on the planet who haven't seen it. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. Training a detachment of graduates for a special assignment, Maverick must confront the ghosts of his past and his deepest fears culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who choose to fly it. So you have to know, um, even the most casual listener, and I'm not sure we have casual listeners since these are so specific, our topics, but um, this is a Tom Cruise vehicle, and uh, obviously Tom, the original Top Gun back in 1986 is really the film, I think it's safe to say, that put Tom Cruise on the map, a map that he has been almost front and center on, for the last 36 years
0: yeah no kidding um tom cruise was extremely popular when i was growing up and obviously you know by the time you were an adult he had become a household name i would imagine with uh, a huge amount of action movies but um, another interesting factoid i learned about this movie was that it cost 170 million dollars to make which is no small fee but Tom Cruise made $12.5 million up front, and he'll receive 10% of first dollar sales. So basically, once the movie theater chains get their cut, Paramount has to give them 10% of uh, the sum that they get back, essentially, which is crazy, but given his producer status and just how much he commands with his, uh, acting roles. It's no surprise that this runaway hit will make him a ton of money. I think he's worth somewhere around five or $600 million already. Anyway. You know what I say? Good for him.
1: Now there are, I've got some questions about this and we haven't really talked necessarily about our high level opinions. You've, you've intimated sort of where you are on this, but tell me first, and I know you have this number handy. How much money has this film made? Um, domestically and globally up to this point do you have that
0: uh i have the total box office the worldwide gross um
1: i know it is the 12th biggest hit in the in north america
0: already which is crazy to me because i knew that this film made a lot of money um but i was kind of expecting post covid theater hit numbers but this movie has made 1.1 uh 1.124 billion dollars how crazy is that Yeah. Over a billion dollars. 600 million in the U.S. alone. And I'm just amazed because this movie is pulling Marvel numbers even better, um, you know, right after everybody's kind of coming back to the theater and starting to enjoy that experience again. You remember when they said that the theater experience was dead? I mean, I do. I believe them, too. Yeah, this might be the greatest uh, argument against that because, oh my goodness, if it's not a superhero movie, at least Tom Cruise and Top Gun can get butts in seats, that's for sure. Yeah. And may so I say don't. that um, it had a very, very good release um, schedule. I think it came out May 27th. Memorial Day weekend. And... It had just enough legs for July 4th weekend as well, which probably gave it so much of an extra boost. It finished number
1: two over the July 4th weekend, which is pretty remarkable given that it's been out for five or six weeks. So my question for you, though, is this. um, One, what would you think?
0: And then two, well, first of all, tell me what you thought. I thought it was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, as somebody who doesn't really have an interest in vehicle-based movies or action scenes that much, I got to say that the way that they flew these planes and used this these aircraft was just fascinating to watch. And it was always gripping. It was always such an enthralling experience. And you really cared about each character because they gave uh, each person of a wide cast enough time to really flesh them out. And I appreciated these new characters coming in as well with the younger actors. Overall, I thought this movie was a ton of fun from start to finish. Yeah, it's got its cliches here and there, but you can't deny that this is so much fun.
1: I am so glad to hear you say that because I know you
0: resisted seeing this movie. And it's the best movie I've seen all year. Seriously, it's the best movie of this year so far.
1: down, hands down the best movie. Probably the best movie I've seen in five years. And that's not hyperbole. Now, I did not like... I don't remember fondly the first Top Gun and your mom and I really need to go back and watch that. But I just thought it was, eh, you know, as I think a lot of films are that, but you know, I went into this with just originally I didn't want to see it either, but your mom was like, let's go. And of course we went with our our really good friends and, and just had a good time. I love this film. It's so good. And my question for you is what exactly is it? I think I know what it is, but why is it, such a phenomenon.
0: I'd, I'd say because this movie comes out right around the time where the people who would make, uh, where the large audience who loved action movies way back then um, are old enough to really s- connect with this movie and still enjoy the elements that they liked in the first one. Overall, I think this is really accessible to a really wide net of people. Uh, not just, you know, older people who loved the first movie, but also just, you know, people who have interest in the military or aviation or great action movies or just Tom Cruise in general. I, I think it has something for everybody, to be honest, um, no matter what you're interested in. And it, it's just like I said before, it's just so entertaining. You know, it, you, it, it's kind of like the movie has a smile on its face the entire time. It, it, it's, it's a lot of fun.
1: You know, they they made so many good choices with this film. And, mm-hmm. and what's interesting is that, okay, so I'm going to compare a couple of other films. So a lot of people, when The Force Awakens Episode 7 came out, they said, oh, it's just a rehash of Star Wars, A New Hope. And you can certainly see the parallels. Absolutely. Very clearly. But very few people, and honestly, Top Gun Maverick is really... <laughs> Very similar to Top Gun, yeah. but nobody is saying that, and that's the that's a credit to the movie itself and the director and, and let's face it, Tom Cruise. There are so many little things that add up to this really fun, high quality film. Um, the stars really aligned for this in in so many ways, and I'm not saying that it's just because it's it's post COVID or or this phase of COVID. This is just a doggone good movie. And a crowd pleaser, you know, a lot of films are really crowd pleasers, but sort of critical, critically unsuccessful or or critical failures. Mm -hmm. The opposite is true, too. Films can be critically praised, but just not catch the attention of an audience. This film has the ability to do both. And that's that's really exciting. I have to tell you, one of the best things they did was not ask Kenny Loggins to re-record Danger Zone. And they just went with the original that's when you know there's they're confident and enough to believe that
0: this can fly on its own. Yes. Pun intended. Oh yeah. Um, Lady Gaga was also credited as one of the music producers for this movie too, which was um, an interesting choice for sure. But um, the pedigree of this movie was pretty interesting as well. It had a star studded cast, Miles Teller who pops up occasionally in a very big movie um, is great here um, as goose's son. And, uh, This is uh, also the best performing film in Tom Cruise's entire career, uh, which has had a lot of high performing films. No kidding. I think Jennifer Connelly is great. John Hamm is quite good. Ed Harris was great as well. And, um, you know, they had, they brought back Val Kilmer and the supporting cast is fantastic too. I recognized um, a lot of people from different TV shows here and there, but um, the director you wouldn't, it's not the original director because I believe the original director took his own life in 2012, unfortunately. Yes. Um, Tony Scott. Yes, Tony Scott. And uh, he's actually well known for saying he would, if a second Top Gun movie happened, he would eat a shoe because it was so unlikely that it was going to happen. Um, and then, uh, so this director directed Tron Legacy. Yep. Um, which is interesting. He's known for CG like CGI work. But I have to say, this is just a domination of a directorial effort right here, especially since, I mean, I mean, this guy hasn't really had way too many hits under his belt. So, I mean, this is just excellent. And I think Paramount did an amazing job with this one overall. Um, Yeah, I mean, just so many so many things went right with this movie. Um, The performances
1: are not caricatures. Um, it doesn't feel forced. I think it's, it's sufficiently, oh, how do I say this? Avoids politics um, in a way that appeals to a broader audience.
0: It just tells a story and that's it. It doesn't have a greater
1: theme or message. Agenda, or, it tells a good story. When Tom Cruise comes up on the, at the beginning of the film, well, mm-hmm. I'm sure you saw that too. And he just says, we made this for you. <laughs> you know- now all of a sudden we're all loving Tom Cruise, right? He'll he'll have a bomb and everybody will be
0: like, Oh, his career's you know, career over. You know, it's just sort of the way the public reacts. But you can't help but cheer for the guy. It's so funny. This girl next to us said after that message said, Look, I know Tom Cruise is a psycho, but he's incredibly good looking. Like, <laughs> but I love him. It was so funny. People just uh I, I think people sometimes get caught up in the Scientology thing, and then yeah. but they and have to acknowledge. The man makes very fine cinema. He makes but, um, very fine
1: cinema. He puts everything. We've said it before. Tom Cruise is having a summer. He's having a moment. Oh, he certainly is. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> we'll sometimes talk about that more you, when we get into Sometimes you just it. kind of want to root for someone, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And right now, we want to root for Tom Cruise. I think so, too. And I mean, overall, I think what I appreciated most about this film is that it had no other intentions other than just to make people- Entertain. Just, just to, it's through and through. And I feel like I haven't seen a movie like that in a while. Usually there's this dark theme or, or dark message up. or some, you know, or it's setting up for a sequel. I like this movie was just a contained story. It felt necessary, perhaps even more necessary than the first one. Um, it's just a triumphant return, but it also isn't bogged down by the fatigue of a previous franchise. It came in when people would possibly want maybe one more movie and I think that's all it sets out to do. I and mean, they'll probably make another one. But, I hope uh, that's all it sets out to do. I don't need a third one. Yeah, yeah.
1: So overall, would you recommend this movie? A hundred percent. Absolutely. I would 100% recommend this movie. And the last thing I'll say about this, because I think I've said everything I need to say, um, this is the only movie that I, I'm not someone who likes to go see a movie twice mm-hmm. and, and really not someone who often watches movies on streaming or on TV more than, more than mm-hmm. once. Your mom and I want to see this in the theater again before it goes.
0: And I look forward to it. It's, it's just one of those uh, films that's built for the theater experience through and through. Uh, I'd yep. love to see this in IMAX. Um, oh, my time gosh. Time. And in fact, we talked to Luke about that, but he mm-hmm. said that I'll get sick. And he's probably right. Well, you haven't seen an IMAX movie since um, Superman. Mm-hmm. Were, yeah, I mean, probably yeah so what was that 15 16 years ago maybe even longer um yeah. so it that's probably been about the same time as me but you know but, how
1: i get sick in like star tours and rides that are 4d or so
0: <laughs> yeah yeah actually um greece got me this uh 4d sort of movie experience imax i think for my birthday last year and i really got to use that so um i should have seen this well one. let me know when you're going to use it i wouldn't is that is that at uh it's not at the alamo draft house no no it's not as much as i love alamo i believe this is an imax uh screening so it's going to be kind of all out um but yeah Um, i hope our listeners are
1: enjoying our sidebar conversation
0: here (laughs) yeah all right yeah i definitely recommend this movie to anybody um it's just how many z's uh we're gonna go with z's right now yeah all right i would say out of five z's i would give it four and a half i'm going with five Yeah, it it was a great theater experience. Yeah,
1: it's the kind of movie I want to see it. it, it, The pacing was good. The length was fine. The music was good. The visuals were spectacular. The acting was strong. The editing was great. I I see no reason not to give it a five.
0: Yeah, you know, there was a half uh, generally in movies around the halfway point or 65 70% point. I think to myself. Okay. I'm liking this movie or I'm not liking this movie. This is probably the verdict I'm going to have on it at the end. Yeah, I do that too. At that point, um, when I was watching this one, I was just really pleased. I was like, thank you. I am really glad I saw this one. Don't you love a movie when you do that halfway
1: through? And, and I find myself saying, please don't ruin this. Please don't ruin this. Please don't ruin this. And then it, most often it does. But in this case, it didn't.
0: Yeah, I... I don't often find that films completely dismantle themselves uh, near the end. It's definitely possible and it's happened before, but I feel like this one was too big to fail. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's get into uh, some spoilers. We'll talk briefly about this. Uh, You've heard our reviews. Um, Definitely don't listen to the spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, I would recommend if you have to wait two months just to watch the movie on Paramount plus or something like that, uh, just to come back afterwards. But uh, seriously, go see it. All right. Um, so the performances, uh, overall, I thought were good. I didn't think they were anybody was Oscar worthy. But um, I personally, I thought Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise's dynamic is actually really strong. Really strong. Um, cool. Yeah, it's almost like they've known each other for a really, really long
1: time. So um, it's great to see her in another movie. I, I hadn't seen her in a film in a while. And, and she
0: she goes way back. Wasn't she just like a really hot commodity for a while in the early 90s? And did she just kind of fade away a little bit sort of around? I think
1: she was really up and coming and then started to take some maybe uh, secondary roles. um, Uh And and really,
0: uh, they did a fantastic job of casting her, I thought. Yeah, I got to say, I mean, I know they're superstars, but... Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly have aged exceptionally well. I mean, yes. oh my goodness. Well, we know Tom, Tom Cruise has, he just turned 60 this week,
1: but Jennifer Connelly definitely
0: has too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so Miles Teller, I thought he did a good job as uh, Goose's son. And I like how they tied, if you didn't see the first movie, I like how you could understand everything you need to know about the first one with this one without so much exposition. Um, I like how Miles Teller was connected to Tom Cruise in a way that was both, you know, heart wrenching, but also something that could bring them as close as they could be together with Tom Cruise being a mentor and um, also feeling guilt for what happened uh, with his father. So uh, that was that was an interesting part of it to me. Um, I agree. I'm not a big Miles Teller fan.
1: I haven't seen him in a whole lot. But what I have seen him in, I haven't necessarily been a fan of, but I thought he was perfectly fine and i certainly i have to say maybe it's just in my head but i think there's a little bit of a resemblance you could see that i I know that sounds dumb because he's not related to anthony edwards but it does or meg ryan who played his parents in in Mm -hmm. the first film but i don't know i i I could see it i could buy it there was nothing contrived here
0: and there was also
1: (laughs) nothing um Well, yeah, I was going to say forced, which is the same thing as, I think, um, contrived in a lot of ways. So
0: it just felt unnaturally natural. Uh, What did you think of Val Kilmer's uh, performance in this movie and uh, his character, generally speaking?
1: Okay, so I was really glad, and I think most fans of this uh, series, if you'll call it that, uh, are glad that. Val Kilmer was included he was such a critical part of the first one and mm-hmm. I don't remember necessarily I just remember he was just totally um he, he was the antagonist right and mm-hmm. a very very good antagonist or good at being the antagonist so I think the inclusion of him um because he's so much a part of Top Gun was very appropriate very necessary uh and really very um I'm comforting in a lot of ways. It was great to see their relationship. I don't remember how but how it ended in the in the first film, mm. but I just really thought it 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 did a nice job of of telling us in a very short scene how important their relationship over the years had been to each of them
0: yeah, and it was interesting to see how he had progressed to this uh extremely uh, extremely accolated, i guess you could say um uh, man, and they were part of the Navy, right? They it wasn't the Air Force, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I I like how it kind of showed how Tom Cruise kind of wanted to stay where he was, while people who were also in Top Gun eventually went on to do their own things, and I appreciated that. Um, I, that they had a strong dynamic together. But one of my favorite things that movies can do if they continue in any sort of fashion is when the antagonist somebody you're rooting against becomes a protagonist or somebody that, you know, works really well with the main character. They did that in Rocky with Apollo Creed. Yeah. Apollo, uh, Apollo Creed was never, you know, he was never a bad guy, but he was the guy you're rooting against because obviously Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone it's the underdog story. Right. And then he becomes a huge asset to Rocky through the next, uh, two or three films so i i I always liked what they did with carl weathers there and um that's uh, that's something that just you know it's it's nice to see when somebody isn't so cut and dry evil or bad and you know you can see them have sort of like uh, they're more than a one-dimensional character
1: right no i read that that comparison too in fact to the whole rocky thing so yeah I, i thought the inclusion of Val kilmer was essential and really um in a lot
0: of ways um important. Yeah, he's 62 years old. So only a couple years older than Tom Cruise now. Um, but yeah, it, how long has it been since he's been in like a movie like this? Well, because of his
1: health, it's been, I think, some time. There's a yeah. pretty significant documentary that I believe his son made uh, mm-hmm. about him. And um, I'd like to see that. I think it's on Netflix. I've heard about that. I've oh, heard yeah. it's very, very well done. Yes, me too. Um, the last thing I just want to say about this is did you Surely you caught the parallels of this film to another film that we both love mission impossible no uh, which one you know it's just so obvious it's so, not crazy. episode four a new hope the whole the whole thing where they had to shoot it was very much like going after the death star in the first
0: oh some the the trench oh. run kind of yes. um and yeah, the, I thought that was another funny target. it was so blatantly star wars which i think is a, is a
1: subtle nod to nostalgia and yesteryear
0: which I yeah, think is it, has going for it there's so many things this film has going for it it's it's kind of funny too because i liked how they kind of said you know uh they set up the target this is where it is but the pilots they didn't give them any sort of national affiliation or anything this movie no. was so unconcerned oh, with that. i guess um labeling where it was or like, you know, the organization behind yep. it, it was just kind of like, all right, there's a uranium uh facility over here and it's about to be active. So, you know, get on that before anything happens. I honestly
1: think that's one of the appeals to the, of this film is mm-hmm. that it, it didn't have, it, it did not feel, like I said this earlier, it didn't feel political because it didn't attribute uh, you know, any country,
0: or conflict. conflict yeah conflict. yeah so yeah I, and i thought them training for it and tom cruise's um proof that you could actually do it and under three minutes was pretty incredible to watch yeah. um it, it was just it was fascinating because each step was you know a miracle i, I loved that they added that part um, and just testing the boundaries of what you can do. And that's all what Top Gun is, right? It's about speed and, you know, testing your limits. How fast can you go? Um, so I, I definitely appreciated that. Um, and, it, you know, another thing, it's just, it's just one of those films where it never really loses its pacing. I thought it was paced extremely well. Uh, each, each scene was important. It was pivotal and it helped establish the team as it was their dynamic, each character and what they were about and their personalities. So I thought that was great. Uh, One funny thing I noticed during this movie um, was Tom Cruise. I think Tom Cruise has this picture or this vision of the guy he wants to be in his head. And he makes those movies to like affirm that for himself. You know, how he's just the man in every single one of his movies. Uh, He's the top pilot in this one. And we talked about Mission Impossible. You know, he's the top agent and everything. I, I think it's so funny because he really does make incredible movies where he's so laser focused on his character and what's happening. It's just so handily crafted. And I I do, I loved how it said starring Tom Cruise, produced by Tom Cruise. And so <laughs> I thought that was I thought that man was is
1: intense, but that intensity has led to tremendous uh success. Yeah, he's in
0: excellent shape too. I mean, I hope I look that way at 60. Yeah. Yeah, well, it doesn't so take hope. It takes doing, that's for sure. Consistency is the key there, Z. Mm-hmm. All right, so overall, once again, you're giving it four and a half Zs? I'm giving it four and a half Zs. I think it is a sensational film that everybody should see. I do want to
1: point out that you gave Ghost Protocol four and a qu- and three quarter Zs. Mm-hmm. So you actually liked Ghost Protocol better than Top Gun Maverick.
0: My reaction to Top Gun Maverick was similar to that of Ghost Protocol, when I saw uh, Mission Impossible 4, I was blown away. And I think I saw it two or three times in the theaters. So I'd say my initial, the initial impact that it had on me matched with how good I still think it is today. Probably edges it above a film I just saw and I'm having, sure. you know, um, immediate reactions to, but that might change with time. Um, yeah. th- this is a really good one and I'll definitely watch it again, um, probably in a year or two.
1: Okay. Well, you've heard it here. Top Gun Maverick. Uh, we highly recommend it. Noah gives it four and a half Z's. I give it five Z's. So, and with that, we will transition to our check it out. And Noah has uh, one up first. So,
0: yeah. So everybody knows Amazon's prime day. It's kind of like the micro black Friday of deals that you can get online, but Best Buy is also sort of countering with their own black Friday. Um, It starts on, I want to say July 10th, I believe, if you are a total tech member, I think that's kind of their um, rewards program or whatever they do now with Best Buy. And if you're not a total tech member, then it starts on July 11th. So um, according to Best Buy, total tech members will have the opportunity to purchase a hard to find product during the sale will be notified beforehand with the details that probably means hardware stuff like computers and you know more uncommon instances of short supply chain uh items Uh, basically they're just going to give you a head start um but best buy when they do deals they're pretty darn good so take a look at this if you're interested in the amazon stuff as well Uh, you can compare prices and see what's best for you good to know yeah i did not realize best buy had their own thing so
1: Um, I don't shop at Best Buy a whole lot anymore, but, um, it's called the Black Friday in July sale. There you go. There you go. Um, okay. Well, my check it out is a TV show, big surprise. Mm -hmm. And it is a film. It is a show that I have not finished yet. I have one episode left of season four, and it is a show that, uh, has also caught, um, been caught up. How do I say this has made the zeitgeist and that show is stranger things. So Noah's not a fan. He's almost rolling his eyes, but, uh, I think I'll just say that season four, you probably read a lot about season four. It is very much a departure from seasons one, two, and three. Some people love that. Other people do not. I am going to reserve comment until I have seen the final episode, which is wait for it
0: two hours and 21 minutes. Oh, wait, didn't they release part one and part two, isn't it like part one is X amount of episodes and part two is just one long thing, seven episodes in part one and
1: two episodes in part two. And I think that the uh, episode eight, which was the first episode of the second pair um, was an hour and a half or so, but this one is two hours and 21 minutes. So it should not surprise you or any of our listeners that that's going to take me a few days to watch, maybe even a week. But we'll see but uh, stranger are things it. or i know they are and it's very very different um but uh it's it's i think it's worth checking out so i'll leave it at that okay. cool okay. All Yeah.
0: Right. also um if you haven't watched the boys season three yet it's awesome i am almost halfway through i i don't think this season is for you i think it's definitely better than season two but Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. It only keeps getting better.: so That's better. what I hear,
1: but season two uh, it, I just I couldn't do it uh, increasingly there are just shows I just can't do and I, i'm glad I figured you'd watch it, but uh, i'll have to I'll have to hear about it from you. All right, fair enough. Okay. Cool. so next up, uh, we have not yet determined what our next review is, but the next time we record, we will be in person, uh, so that's something to look forward to for me anyway so um any final, final remarks, Noah, on uh, Top Gun Maverick
0: or anything else? Um, I think we've said all we can about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know our thoughts. But uh, maybe Luke can join us on this next recording yes. for whatever we do. We Since that. He'll, be, he'll be around too. Yep, he will. All right. Well,
1: listen, thank you for listening to our conversation about Top Gun Maverick. We look forward to the next episode when we talk about a film we haven't yet to see. So we got to figure that out, Z. But until next time, I'm Greg.
0: I'm Noah. And this is ZZ Talk. Nice.